This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Mr. Fight. on WEI.com. Yes, another off-season edition and another edition where we have plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll start with Joshua Daniels. He was interviewed, he interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles for the head coaching job on Sunday. And we are now Wednesday afternoon. And there's been no hires. There's been no, you know, buzz one way or the other um what are what are your thoughts on mcdaniels and philly first of all i'm a little surprised um you know the the questions about josh's uh feelings for or relationship with howie roseman um apparently aren't enough to at least have them interview and talk and you know you and i both were made aware of something this week that i certainly never knew is that jed fish was the college roommate of howie roseman Uh, And obviously Jed Fish has a good relationship with Josh. So maybe there was some sort of bridging of the gap there, or he was the go-between to to fix that relationship. I've also, this is probably not the most flattering comparison, but I've been making the comparison that maybe uh, Howie Roseman and the Eagles on their end and Josh McDaniels are sort of late 40s, early 50s, recently divorced, um, looking to get back on the dating game and get a little loving. And, uh, you know, both have realized, well, the other's not as hot as maybe I could get in my 20s, but I'm not in my 20s in, anymore. And, you know, you got needs and maybe can fulfill some of those needs. So it's in, I mean, there's only two jobs left. They're both not good jobs based on what, you know, sort of the organization. And it's weird because they should be decent jobs. I mean, they're, these good. Teams, they're good teams. They're like good markets. They're good fan base, good, you know, history, sort of. Theoretically, they have quarterbacks. I mean, in Houston, you have Deshaun uh, uh, Watson Watson until he's traded. And in Philly, I mean, you got two – you got a first-round pick, a high first-round pick, and a a second-round pick, both of whom have played. But, you know, whoever you like, you you should have one. Right. Um, I mean, compare that depth chart to the Patriots' depth chart at quarterback, and it's like, oh, wow, that might be a more attractive job than you think. But then there's all this weird stuff with Roseman, and and A, they – haven't drafted well at certain positions, wide receiver being one of them, but also is he meddlesome? What's the power structure, that whole thing. Um, But from a Patriots perspective, the team we cover, I think this would be a a pretty big blow to the team. If Josh left. Huge blow because there's no one to, there's no natural slide in guy. Yeah. Like if we, if we were talking about another team that lost its, well, first of all, a year earlier lost its franchise quarterback. Yep. Then 
didn't have a quarterback of any sort, then didn't have a tight end, didn't have a wide receiver, lost its offensive coordinator, lost even the guy you might have talked yourself into and Jed Fish being the next in line. Yep. We'd be like, wow, that's lost that's- lost the legendary offensive line coach, lost the guy that supposedly picks these players in Casario. So like it's it's not just it's a, a flood of people. Yeah, if you were looking at that from afar, you'd say, wow, that's really even though they have Bill Belichick, and I don't care. Like even if this were Kansas City and you had respect for Andy Reid, but everything else happened, you'd be like, wow, there's there's a lot of work to do there. There's a lot of questions with that team. So and I mean, I don't even know. I guess Nick Cayley would be the He's probably the internal guy, but I don't think they would go there. I think it'd be outside the organization. Well, I continue to uh, trumpet my idea of like Nick Cayley or some some unknown and Charlie Weiss as a consultant, not the full guy. Like, who's to say that they'll name an offensive coordinator? Well, oh no, they won't. There's zero chance on most of them. Well, I, I think people don't don't aren't assuming that some people think like, oh, they'll just bring in Adam Gaze and he'll be the offensive coordinator and they'll just keep rolling. Like that's not how Bill does things. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, maybe Gase would get it. I don't know, just because he's a two-time head coach and, like, respect. But he'd also be learning. He'd be learning what they want to do first before he could even teach and call plays. So Uh, he could be the quarterback's coach, and then they don't have an offensive coordinator title, and maybe Gase calls the plays. But that's not how Bill does things. He doesn't just give somebody the the title. I also think – I said this yesterday on Dale and Keith. I think we're overrating the phone call that was made when he was canned by Miami. And people are like, oh, you know, well, isn't it possible that he's a guy with a relationship with Josh, a guy with a relationship with Saban? Like, he's got various relationships. He just t- called to check in to see, like, hey, how you doing? You, you know, you need anything? You, you need a letter of recommendation somewhere? Like, I don't – I think people made a leap from, like, A to D there that might not be like – like, like there was a respect thing, but not like a I want you to work for me thing? Well, I don't even know if it's respect or just, like, fraternal thing like you're in my world i'm in your world we're kind of in similar worlds you need any kind of like didn't he give the recommendation to doug Mar- for doug marone doug marone john so it's not like he was rushing to hire doug he, there was no like buzz of doug marone joining the patriots no, right? like right. you know, remember when he said about trump oh I, I write hundreds of letters a month right right i think right. he probably has hundreds of phone calls like that a month some right. random guy that either he worked with or Josh worked with and he's like, Hey, how are you? You need, let me know if you need anything. Doesn't mean uh, I want to hire you to be my offensive coordinator or my quarterback's coach right now. So I know that's a sexy or popular idea that it'll just be Gase, but I'm not so sure that it's automatic. Uh, Here's my take on Josh. I think he's kind of not, I think he's realizing that he needs like time's running out in a way. He's no longer the hot commodity. Like, Dayball is not getting a job this year, so he's going to be at the top of the list next year. Eric Bieniemy is not getting a job this year, most likely. He's probably going to be at the top of the list next year. He's also seen all these guys, these young offensive coordinators, just jump to the top of the list. And so maybe he's thinking, like, my stock's probably not going to be much higher next year because I have no idea what my quarterback position is going to look like. I don't know what I'm going to have to work with. And so, like, I can't afford another year of being, you know, around 500 and not showing much offensively that maybe I, I kind of have to go jump at whatever is presented. To me. Like I can't be right. as picky as I once was. And the whole pickiness thing, I've always believed if you think you're a great coach or you think you're a great quarterback, then you fix it. Like you're the, you're what fixes a bad organization. Quote unquote. I said that for years about Cleveland, like, Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo would never go there. Well, if you believe in yourself or Josh McDaniels would never go there, if you believe in yourself, 
then go fix it. Oh, right. the damnedest thing. The Browns were a playoff team. The Browns were a good team this year. Oh, the Bills, they, they sucked for 20 years. Oh, the damnedest thing. The Bills are still playing. The Bills, like, have confidence in yourself, and it can pretty quickly go from a bad organization to a good organization if you are the right leader and you make the right decisions. And right. I'm, not, I'm not saying you overlook everything, but I also think you can't necessarily be nitpicky, especially if you're Josh. You have some skeletons in your closet. Well, I'm kind of with you. I think that, that like the picking of the job, that was kind of overrated. Like uh, people made it too much of that. Like he wasn't. Well, I mean, he was, he was against Cleveland. I know he sure. had issues with the Cleveland power structure and but what that, they But that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, he was picking in terms of like how the structure was, not like, eh, do I like this quarterback? Do I like this? Like it was more about structure. That's what I think he was focusing in on. And I think that's, that's still the case now. Yeah, but I would also say – Okay, maybe it's not the ideal structure. Maybe, but can you win there? Do you think the team is good enough so that in two years you can win? Like, is the culture decent? You know, I don't, I, I just, if you have to check off every box on your list, I'm not sure you'll ever take a job. And that's fine. But then just be, be, nor, be, um, uh, I don't even know what the word is. Just, just settle in and say, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not going to be a head coach again. Maybe I just am a career offensive coordinator now. So I, I think it would be a really big story from a Patriots perspective. If And he's also not um, overly popular there. If you read no, some of the things no, and the radio stuff and, like, not a groundswell of support for his hire in Philadelphia. And I think people there are quick to jump to, like, he'd be the opposite of Doug Peterson. Like, that'd be a big reaction go from a player's coach to McDaniels being – and I think they lump him in with Belichick as being a hard, hard coach. Like, I, I'm not saying that Josh is, like – an easygoing coach like a Doug Peterson players type, but he's not like Bill. I think he's somewhere in the middle. Well, I think he is now. I when he went to Denver, I think there was too much Bill to him. Yes. Um, so I think the new Josh will be a little bit more the real Josh, and I think the real Josh will be a little bit more not easygoing, but able to communicate with players and able to sort of like, I don't think it like they're making in the comparison that you're going the opposite direction. Like you're trying too hard to, to go against what Doug Pearson was. And I don't think that's the case. Like, I, I don't think he's somewhere in the middle. He's not going to be uh you know, a player's all about the players and like Doug Pearson was, but he's also not going to be like Belichick and do the things that Bill does. He's learned from that. And we'll see. Cause I mean, he was one thing in Denver. This will be his second shot. He's had opportunities in between. He's been, you know, taken into Belichick's world and everything. He's been in the war room. Like, we'll see what he is now. He's aged a decade. Like, that's a lot, you know, more kids, more years of experience. Like, all of that changes you a little bit. And now as you're a 40-something coach instead of a 30-something coach, we'll see what he is. But I just think from a Patriots perspective, the offensive cupboard would be essentially bare. Like, I mean, and I'm not, like, trying to be over dramatic or anything, but – you have a decent offensive line, yep. you have, which is getting worse because you're losing, theoretically, your best player in Joe Tooney, assuming he moves on in free agency. You have a decent group of running backs, I would say, yep. but could get worse because you could lose James White. Yep. Um, and that's about it. You don't really There's have else to really feel good about. Jacoby Myers, you got a good third-slash-fourth receiver. That's good. <laughs> I mean, so – there's a lot of work done there, and I don't know exactly who's doing the work that needs to be done even. Uh, so it sounds like it's – if you read the, if you believe the reports out of Philly, it's between McDaniels and Deuce Daly. 
in the end, do you think who do you think gets the jump? I think Deuce Staley. I do too. Because there are reports too saying that the Eagles players were pushing for him, texting yep. Jeffrey Lurie. And all right, he's been in there for whatever how many years as a coach. He's the he has the assistant head coach title. Um, yeah, he's been there a long time. Yeah. Well, relatively long time. Right. And I don't know. My, my gut just says that's the direction they're going to go in. I think that could be a disaster. <laughs> kind of do too. Um, much like I think there's a chance the Lions are a disaster under Dan Campbell. I wanted some strength. Yeah, some surprising head coaching hires, I would say. Oh, extremely surprising. And I mean, I don't know how much race plays into it. I know that's getting a lot of talk this offseason, the, the Fritz Pollard Alliance and, you know, the whole specifics with the enemy, um, the Deshaun Watson side in Houston. There, there's a lot going on there. And maybe race is a part of it. But the um, Brendan Staley kid, young coach in L.A., um, borderline stunning to me. Like <laughs> I know. I still can't get over Josh now has a questionable resume well, that's, because that's he had a down thing. year with Tom Brady. That's what Brendan that's Staley, the coordinator for one year with Aaron Donald, and he's a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. He's got the best defensive player in football. Right. That's, that's why I'm saying Josh looks at this by saying, like, if these guys can immediately jump to the top of the hierarchy. Like, where does that leave me? But I'm taking it to the next level. Owners are stupid. Owners are flat out stupid. The hiring process is stupid. If, yes. if you look at that guy who was at John Carroll University, again, one of the weirdest things in the history of sports is the John Carroll pipeline to the National Football League. But, and not just the Patriots now. Now it's expanding. It's everywhere. Right. But that guy is now the best head coaching candidate that the National Football League can offer because I think the Chargers job was one of the – maybe the best job. The best job. And – uh, that guy is the like that's the what best you can, that it's very weird to me and do then think, do you think Dayball didn't want it uh i don't Cause, know because there was like a connection there too the telesco went to um the same high, high school, school as him like there was like stuff there to connect the dots to make it happen it, it that that was odd the only thing i wonder is I don't know the inner workings of the Chargers organization well enough, but they certainly have um, hints of the reputation of sort of an old school Patriots, AFL, mm-hmm. not real, uh, Bengals like. Like they're not that lucrative. They don't have the best facilities. They don't have money. They can't do this. They can't. And I just wonder because Dable, probably in a little bit more of a driver's seat, if he sees something like that, he goes, well, I'll be the top candidate next year. So there'll be three or four good jobs next year. Do I want to be for a team that has money issues, stadium issue? Like they're, they're the second, you know, the ugly stepchild in their own stadium. I just, I wonder if maybe he got a taste of that organization and realized that's not really what I'm looking for at this point. But who, like I said, the bills could have been seen as that. Like, right. so I don't know, but it, it. I just find it overall weird. The people that are get, like Jim Fossil is now. Uh, he was in the Eagles mix. Yep. So candidate for the eat like right. Jim freaking Fossil. Right. Like, so I don't. I I don't understand how there's this weird coaching hiring. I don't even know how it works. What they what these owners see the flashy object or, corn fairy consultant firms are looking for. Yeah. Like I don't even, I don't know. It, it's very strange to me, but this was certainly one of the stranger hiring cycles with the way 
who was going to get a job, who didn't, you know, you certainly have a new wave. Well, even like the jobs that you thought were the best jobs now are like the worst jobs. Yeah. And that's a whole, that's a whole separate issue. But like Arthur Smith, okay. Like he's a good candidate. He's done a good job. We'll see how that works out for him. There's just been a really quick ascension for some of these guys in recent years to this head coaching role. And then the, the wild card being, Urban Meyer taking the Jacksonville job, which Trevor Lawrence and that whole thing. So right. we'll see. Uh, the other major topic is Tom Brady. He's still playing football. If you haven't is heard, he? he's, is he's, he? In, he's in his 14th, 14th AFC championship game, not AFC. Well, he, careful. Gronk made the same mistake. I was just going to say, if Gronk can make the mistake, I can make the mistake. Um, what are your – first of all, like, I don't know. There's a lot you can get to with Brady. I don't think that he – had much to do with their win on Sunday against the Saints. I think any average quarterback would have won that game as long as they didn't turn the ball over. Is your name so, Linda Holiday? <laughs> he did not throw any t- – no touchdowns. <laughs> um, well, I could well, – I don't know what role I should take here. Do you want me to play the – Tom proved he was the reason all along. Belichick's nothing without Brady. Look how oh, it's playing gonna, out. I want you to play the Andy Hart role, what you believe. Uh, I believe Brady is doing something impressive. I do believe going to a new team, I don't care really about the weapons. Yeah, that's part of it. But going to a new team this year and going to an NFC title game, like there's no other way to, to say that's impressive. There's no other way to then say 14 is impressive. I don't care about the details. The details are irrelevant. When you're that damn good, you find a way, right? And he's found a way again. Did they have their best game offensively? No. Did they have help from the defense? Is Devin White the best player on the field? Sure. Did, you know, the Saints make mistakes? Did Drew Brees suck? Did Jared Cook fumble? Like, yeah, there are a lot of factors in it, but there's been factors all along the way for 21 years now. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It always ends the same way almost with Brady in the championship game with a chance to go to another Super Bowl. That's not a coincidence. Like his greatness is – you know, Keyshawn can tell me he's one of the top five goats in football history, including Aaron Rodgers, which I think is sort of laughable that you put those two in the same category. Um, yeah. But, it, like, you, there's no other way to paint it than Brady is great. He's doing impressive things. Now, the bottom could fall out. They could get lambasted in, in Lambeau on, mm-hmm. on Sunday. Like, they could, it all could fall apart just like it fell apart. You know, Joe Montana did it. Brett Favre did it, but they came up short. Now, Brady's older, and Brady's probably playing better, although Favre was playing really well till the bottom fell yeah. out for him, too. Um, it's fun. It's good for football. Like, I think it's a good storyline, and it's a good, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, for so many years, you would, everybody predicted Patriots-Packers Super Bowls that never came to fruition. Well, now you have a Brady-Aaron Rodgers matchup with, you know, a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. He can play, hope, become the first team to host the Super Bowl in his own stadium. But the one thing I don't do, and this was my column the other day off of it, like this doesn't say he was the reason they were good in New England for 20 years. Belichick's a bum. Right. You know, that, that debate is over. Brady won. Belichick didn't. Like, that's stupid. I mean, for this year, you can say that, but that's not the defining answer. No. Like, we're not going to know. We're probably never going to get a definitive answer, but you can't just say based off this year, oh, that's it. He won. Like, he – you know, he's, he's the reason why the Patriots were so well. He wins over Bill. You can't do that. That's, I actually don't think you'll ever be able to answer it. I don't think so either. 
beyond a reasonable sports bar argument. I think there's always going to be arguments on both sides. Um, now, it could change if Brady wins the Super Bowl this year and then wins it next year, and Bill sucks and sucks. It's like, right. okay, well, it's getting harder to argue Bill's side of things. Or, I mean, this like look at the other side. What if the Bucks miss the playoffs next year and the Bill finds his next quarterback and they're in the playoffs next year and they win a Super Bowl two years from now? Then it's the other way around. Like, yeah, I – I don't. I think that's going to be one that'll never be answered. Nope. Like, you know, who's your greatest hitter in baseball history? Like, there's certain questions that are never going to be answered. I don't think that one will ever be answered. Um, but it's fun. Like, that's the one thing about it is it's like it's good for the sport. It's fun, especially as they transition here and as we maybe transition. But we're talking about Brady still playing. He buried Drew Brees, who mm-hmm. was a shell of himself. They had to bring Jameis Winston on the field when they wanted to actually throw you the ball. Argue, you could argue they should have went to Jameis Winston in the second half. They had a better chance of winning that game. Uh, maybe, but then you also find out Michael Thomas has multiple ankle surgeries and he's got a shoulder surgery coming. Like they were, they were on fumes, um, New Orleans, but you know, Philip Rivers retires and then you've got the other side of the young guys. Like you're going through a little bit of a transition here and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't like, I'm not the biggest Brady fan. I'm not like a Brady Homer Fitzy, whatever, wear my Jersey kind of guy. But the fact that Philip Rivers and Drew Brees are retiring and Brady's still going strong and just sort of, you know, Ben Roethlisberger could be on the verge of retirement. Brady's in the NFC title game. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are nipping at the heels of whatever. It's it's still pretty cool for football. The one thing with Brady, though, I just think he's getting too much credit. Like, he walked into a great situation. Like, he has a lot of things. Well, he picked mind- a great situation. He what? He picked a great right. situation. He didn't the, just walk in. He, well, he picked right. it. Because they allowed him to do that. And I think that's right. why, like, I just don't – it's not all Brady. Like, I think any oh. – but people don't – don't really look at it that way. People think it's all Tom. And like, he's one that, you know, just his presence on the field made Ronald Jones better. Like, I, I I don't think so. No, I mean, he's good. Do I think he's a good quarterback? Yes. Do I think he's as good as he once was? I do not. Do you think if, and I don't know what the comparison is, like just an average NFL quarterback was the quarterback for the Bucks. Do you think they'd be in the same position? Well, that's a tough question to ask because I don't know if, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown would be there. No, I'm saying that's the case. What do you mean? I'm saying that those guys are there. Oh, if they're there, then yeah, they got a good – but I don't think they'd be there. I think they went there to I play agree. with Brady. I just agree. like guys have come here, come to New right. England to play with right. Brady. You're right. You so. kind of have to – you can't just automatically say this would have gone this way, just replace the quarterbacks. Yes, that Brady is part of a lot of those guys still going there. Yes. Yeah, I, I think he was – I mean, quite frankly, I think none of the three would be there if Brady no. was not the quarterback. Ronk, no, A.B., no. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All three would not be there, and all three have been – like, I don't think people realize that Gronk had a good year. Like, he had a good year for a tight end. He didn't have a Gronk Hall of Fame year. He didn't have a, a George Kittle or Travis Kelsey year, but he had a good year for a tight end. He had seven touchdowns. I think he was third on his team in receiving yards. He – was top 10 in tight ends receiving well, yards. Also, that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. He, some of these games, he was like a blocker. Right, like, and he's a, still a good blocker. Washington game, he had one target because he was a blocker. Like, that's, and he, I mean, you can see the step that's been lost, even against the Saints. There were two or three plays to be had. There was a touchdown on a corner route. Right? Like, they just missed, and I think the old Gronk has that extra half a step and goes and gets it. He doesn't now, but he's still a contributing player. He's a good player. I'll tell you from afar, 
I think he might be better this year than he was in 18 for the Patriots. He no wasn't question. that no, year no, for the no, Patriots. No question. Yeah. He, so he, he just looks better this year. Yeah. He's a, probably a little lighter, a little whatever, better shape in the year off. I, whatever all the factors are, he had a good year. He was so a good player for them. A lot of Patriots fans hate him. It's, it's borderline ridiculous to me. Because he went vrum, vrum, because he pushed back against Bill, because he didn't just take what was served up to him, Tom because he had same. his own, like, mind and a spine. Tom did the same thing. But Brady's different because he's Brady. Right. It's 20 years, it's the Super Bowls, it's the whole thing. And for whatever reason, people have turned on the guy who's genuine, as genuine as anyone who's ever played for that team, and they are – beholden to the Tupperware party salesman who just wanted to sell them whey protein at three times the regular price. It's, it's, more, it's one of the more like shocking things I've seen from Patriots. Sad and embarrassing, but it's what Patriots fans are. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry, and they'll get mad at this, and maybe we'll get some tweets or whatever, but they turn on Asante Samuel. They turn on Wes Welker. The fact that they turned on Wes Welker to me was more – that man literally put his life on the line for this team – for catch after catch, hundreds of catches every year, that five-year span, and he has one questionable drop, which I still don't think is a glaring drop, mm-hmm. and they just turned on him. They turned on him in a heartbeat. That says something about a lot of them more than it says about West Welker or anybody else. I agree. I, I second that. Uh, let's get into the game. Packers, Bucks. Do On paper, it's the – Green Bay just playing at home, favored by three points, Aaron Rodgers. But I, I don't know. Green Bay's defense is questionable. Mike Pettins had trouble against Tom Brady. I just feel like, you know, Brady in these games, it kind of reminds me of him in, in Kansas City a couple of years ago in the AFC telegame. He just, he'll just find a way to win. There's some interesting matchups here because last week it was the Saints owned Brady and the Bucks during the regular season, the whole win three times, favorite, wrote, all that stuff. Then this one, the Brady Petten thing, the Brady Bucks killed Aaron Rodgers and the Packers during the regular season. Rodgers was pulled in like, you know, Cam Newton land. It was like right. 10 minutes to go in that game, and he was out of that game. So there's like this weird history and factors here. I the cold is a is a is a legitimate question for me. And I know Brady's a cold weather quarterback in Gronk, but Mike Evans and some of the other Bucks, this is gonna be probably a little bit of an eye-opening experience for them. It's supposed to be 20-like degrees. 20, Arians brushed it off today. He was asked about it. And he was just like, well, we have plenty of guys that grew up in the cold and went to college in the cold. The cold won't make a difference. Yeah, and there's plenty of guys that don't want to play in the cold. Lamar exactly. Jackson said it. Tom Brady said he's never going back to the Northeast. He doesn't right. like the cold. Like, like, you can pretend, as the great Otis Smith once said, it's cold for us too. Like, that's the reality. It's cold for everybody. It was kind of – I don't like Bruce Aarons as a coach. I think he stinks. And this kind of played into it. Like, he was asked the question today, like, are you going to do anything different to prepare for the cold? And he kind of, like, laughed at the question. Like, it's just – it's a real thing. It is a – like, it – cold is real. And, you know, that there's the balance between acknowledging it, preparing for it, dealing for it, like, then going too far and letting it get in your head. And I understand coaches try to play that balance. But, I mean – you're talking about things where players, they put Vaseline all over them to try to stay warm, or they do these very, like, you can't just ignore it. Brady for years has talked about, you know, the gloves. Remember the stack of gloves, and he knows exactly which glove for the temperature and then the moisture level and all that. So it, it's tough. And I, I, 
Ar- Bruce Arians, I guess, is trying to be the hard ass, like, oh, it doesn't matter, Do- you know, whatever. We uh, we've all been cold before. <laughs> like, yeah, good luck with that. I'll let you know if that paid off or if it's a factor or not in the game because there's games we've seen it firsthand. Um, Matthew Slater was just talking about it on the mic'd up segment. Did you watch that from yes. the? Yes. He when was he was joking about, the, about the, like the, the Titans game. and the Cardinals yeah. and stuff yeah. when they came and it was like it was over before it started. Like mm-hmm. they wanted no, the, the Cardinals were the worst. The oh, Cardinals, oh. you know how Zoe likes to say warm up the buses. I don't believe the Cardinals ever shut the buses off that day. They yeah. kept them running. The heat was on. The players took the field, got their ass whooped, turn around. You know the old uh, Homer Simpson through the hedge yep. and then back yep. through the hedge. That was the freaking Cardinals that day. They wanted no part of it. So it is a thing, and I think it could be a thing in this game. I would also say the Packers are a good football team. It's not a coincidence they're in the NFC title game for the second year in a row. This year they're hosting it. Like the dynamic between LaFleur and Rodgers has worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought particularly Jamal Williams ran the ball ridiculously well the other day. Yep. Um, so if you get that going in a cold weather and that you can, now you got a little Aaron Rodgers play action and boot game going off of that, obviously Devonte Adams is maybe the best receiver in football one of the top mm-hmm. three receivers in football. They're a talented team and the bucks still aren't like if you, if I had told you the bucks are in the NFC title game, I think you would have thought, Oh, I bet you Brady and that offense is cooking. Yeah. Oh, like Brady threw for 400 yards and Mike Evans had two touchdowns. Gronk had one, AB had one. They're moving the ball down the field. That's not the case at all. No, it's they're playing defense. They're kind of playing like the Patriots did in 2019, right? Run the ball first. And those, they set up, you know, manageable third downs. And it'll be interesting to see a, if Ronald Jones had any like um, residual effects from playing the other day, because he, he ran well, but he didn't look great running well. Like, he looked like he was still hampered. And I would also say in the cold, if it's 20 degrees up there and he starts that doesn't help tightening up. And so, yeah, I'd be interested. If they can't run the ball at all, they they lose, in my opinion. Like, we can talk about this whole passing game and A.B.'s injury and the hell, whatever. If they can't run the ball, I don't think they win. And defensively, this is a, a bigger challenge. The, the Saints were toast. They had a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. Their best receiver was going under the knife shortly after the game. Probably shouldn't have been out there. Basically said, I wanted to try it for Drew and try to get to a Super Bowl. Like, they were toast offensively. Um, so this is a bigger challenge for that Bucks team. I think I'm leaning towards Packers. Um, I am too. I mean, and the odds are, you know, all the Super Bowl odds are out and like, Everybody thinks the Packers are going to win, and the most likely it's all Packers matchups. Um, but you're right. It's like it's still Tom it's Brady. Setting up for another Tom Brady gets another Super Bowl. Right, and he finds a way to win, and he makes the plays, and cold wet. He'll have his snorkel on and his long sleeve black snorkel and the glove on the left, and it'll look like Tom Brady, and you'll be looking at his breath, and he's got to make one play in the fourth quarter to get the job done, and he finds a way. Like, it's not hard to envision that either at all. Nope. Not not hard at all. I'm with you. I'm probably picking the Packers, but I would not be stunned if Brady somehow pulls on another one. Well, we made a career out of it around here at this time of year saying, you know, it could be a tough matchup, but it's hard to bet against Brady this time of year. Same thing. Hard to bet against Brady. The difference is it used to be hard to bet against Belichick and Brady this time of year. Now you throw Bruce Arians in there, and it's kind of like, yeah, like you probably could bet against that. A little easier to bet against Bruce Arians this time of year. Uh, the other one, AFC title games, I, I like that matchup too. Another great game. Um, well, they're not going to play, you know. 
they're going to push it back until Mahomes is healthy. That's what Cal- Colin Coward said. Yeah, I mean, you got that whole extra week. You might as well just use it. Well, now, it's on the surface one of the dumbest things ever. Yes. But then you think about it, and you're like, so the NFL gets to own two weekends? Like, they could push one back and have now championship Sunday. Now, it obviously creates, like, an unfair advantage, a long right, week right. and a short week, two teams, whatever. But if, if anybody could pull it off, it would be the NFL. Now, my thing is – if he's not healthy, how do you know he's going to be healthy two days from now, seven days from now? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very stupid, especially since the league had zero flexibility all year to to postpone really any like right. you know Patriots get on a plane and go play Broncos. You don't have a quarterback, suck it up and play football. Like right. Browns, you, your your coach has to stay home and not yeah. do anything. Yeah, we are not even going to hook him up on a Zoom. Screw right. you. He can watch on TV like the rest of the world. Right. Um, I think Mahomes plays. I think. He I do too. Practice limited capacity today. Things are trending towards him playing. Well, um, I mean, Andy Reid started that post game when he said, "In the old days, when he jogged back down, I would have put him back in, or well, pre-protocol days or whatever." Right. I still don't really know what happened. I don't either. And we've done a podcast since. I thought it was the ankle at the time. Oh, really? Yes. See, My- I thought I thought he got like bulldogged into the ground, but then you watch the re- like I thought it was his forehead. And then you watch it, and it's like, not really. And then he never really got that hit to the head. And he, when he got up, he, like, flexed his ankle. And I thought, like, when he stood up, his ankle, like, gave out. And that's why he, like, stumbled. It did not look like a typical, like, that's a – like, Nance was like, that's a concussion if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. Like, not really. And every replay, I was trying to look for something different just to, like – you know, is it the forehead? Then you're like, did they – when the arm came in, did they punch him on the chin or something yeah. and somehow not? Then it was like – because they were saying, oh, maybe he got choked out. Like, maybe it – but it was too quick to get choked out. Yeah. Like, it was, it was very strange. And it also, was, like, how – when do you ever see a guy in the concussion protocol, like, sprint to the locker room? Right. Yeah, the whole thing – the whole thing was very weird. But he definitely looked bad when he stood up. Yes. Like, that initial visual looked bad. But, I mean, he was – he what did he tweeted out, anything is possible, yeah, like, like right four minutes after, after the game or something. Right. right. So, you know – you think of we've seen enough like uh, Savard with the Bruins or Mike Wright with the Patriots guys that did have legitimate long-term, like yeah. couldn't watch TV, bright lights hurt him. Like he clearly wasn't in that world, you know, minutes after it happened, he was, was basically recovered. Right. Woo, woo, uh, woo, woo. Yeah. My, I was answering your dog. Yeah, I know. I Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, who do you like in, in this matchup? Uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, close game or blowout? I hope a close game. Me too. Um, Because, you know, on the total, the postseason's kind of been sneaky bad. Uh, Not sneaky bad. It's been bad. Okay. I was being nice. Last last Sunday's games kind of made up for it, like the the, um, Chiefs Browns game and the Chiefs and the Saints Bucks game kind of made up for it, but. Hasn't been a great postseason. Nope. Like, last Saturday was so underwhelming. We hyped up, like, the Bills-Ravens game. I thought that was be a good game. Sucked. Nothing. The, now, I would have liked to have seen that game. With Lamar if, healthy in the fourth quarter. Well, And with no pick six. Yeah. If that game had been, what, it would have been 10-10, I like guess. If they, if, if they made, if they, that was a touchdown instead of a pick six. Yeah, because yeah. that ended the game. Like, it was over. Yeah. So, I would but neither team was playing all that well. No. It just would have been a close down-to-the-wire game. Right. more than it ended up being. And it probably would have been fun with, like, the wind and the kicks, like, if it came down to a field goal, like... Oh, yeah, that Justin Tucker, 
the first miss, like his face and reaction of like, what the hell just happened? Like he was gen- that's somebody who's really good at his job. And he's like, no, 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 that should have been good. I don't know how that wasn't good. What the hell just happened? Right. That wasn't a rookie kicker. That's like, uh, no, no, he was legitimately, no, that left my foot the way it's supposed to. That's supposed to be a good kick. I've done this long enough to know that's a good kick. Right. But, and even the other, like the, the Packers Rams game never really was close. Nope. Uh, And the wild card games, those were kind of mediocre as a whole. Like the the Bills game was good, but other than that, it was like, eh. And I'm trying to think of, sort of remarkable performances. Nothing. Like, remember a couple of years ago when Patriots played the Falcons and on AFC title weekend, both Hogan and Julio Jones had, like, three touchdowns each and, like, these yeah. big performances. Like, who's had a great postseason? Like, who's really been the standout performer where you'd say, like, that guy made a name for himself. Like, he's building his, his legend. I mean, there's Josh, not – Josh Allen maybe, but not really. Not really lackluster. Like he's not losing. Like that's right. building his legend by not losing. But he's not exactly putting up massive. Yeah. Like, there's no like Kamara five touchdown game. Like, no, there's been nothing. Maybe we'll get it this weekend. Maybe this is the weekend where somebody just steps up and. I think I think the NFL is due for it, and I think they could get it because these are two very good matchups on paper, and we'll just see if it plays out. Oh, there's certainly going to be a lot of talent, all pro type talent. On the, like, I think like, you have the four best teams in each conference. Yeah. Definitely I, in the AFC. And, I, you, I mean, I know the Bucs were a wild card team, but they, they were getting better towards the end of the year. They're at full strength. You can make a case that the four best teams are left. Yeah. I mean, there was times this, like the Rams for – when they beat the Patriots, the Rams were probably the best team in yep. the NFC. But then they went on that losing streak and they just weren't able – then the quarterbacks got hurt and the, right. the whole situation. Then the Saints were rolling, but then you had Michael Thomas get hurt. Drew Brees yeah, hurt. I mean, I guess – yeah, you pr- these probably are the four best teams in football for this year over the, the grand sum of the season. So, hope, but they certainly have a lot of potential playmakers. Like, I mean, Devontae yeah. Adams, Aaron Jones, like any, any of these guys could have three touchdowns Mahomes or 150. Tyree Hill, Mahomes to Kelsey, like – yeah, there's plenty of superstars. Josh Allen to Stephon so. Diggs. I'd like, yeah, Allen. I mean, Allen to Diggs has been one of the best connections of all season. Like, there's been stretches in games where they've been unstoppable. I would just like to see some of that. Good games, but also some superstar talent performances, kind of creme de la creme performances. We touched on this earlier. Uh, Rivers retiring. Drew Brees probably retiring. Uh, those are two teams that now insert themselves into the mix in the quarterback market if they weren't already. That probably, I'm not saying hurts the Patriots, but it doesn't help them with anything. It increases the uncertainty. It's yeah. a little bit like what Bill was talking about in the end-of-season press conference where he said, like, you know, the things we think we know now, some of those will change, and the things we don't know, that'll change. Like, he probably didn't know for sure whether Phillip Rivers was going to be back or not or Drew Brees was going to be back or not. I mean, Phillip Rivers had a pretty good year. They went to the playoffs. He played pretty well in the playoff game. Talked after the, they lost, like how much he liked the Colts, how much he liked the team. Like, right. Like, it, it wouldn't have been a surprise for him to come back and play one more year. Um, but yeah, so from a Patriots perspective, certainly the, I mean, who knows what they do in New Orleans with Taysom Hill and, and everything Davis that's going Winston, on. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it feels like Peyton might give Taysom Hill a shot. It really feels like he might give him a shot. He's also the type of coach that would do that. Yeah, and I think he'll regret it. I think it'll be a terrible idea, a terrible failure. But 
I mean, it wouldn't stun me if he ended up being their starting quarterback. So that would take them out of the immediate QB carousel mix or, or need. And it would also like, maybe it would probably make Winston available. Probably. I can't imagine he wants to go back there. <laughs> right. So. If he knows he's not the starter, why would he go back? Right. Unless so, he knows on the service that this isn't gonna, this is gonna be a terrible idea and I'll be starting by week six. It's true. He has practiced with him and probably is like, I mean, I know I throw picks, but that guy stinks. He's a fullback. <laughs> so yeah, maybe he'd stay there and be the quickest way to get on the field. I also think if the Patriots wanted Jameis Winston, shouldn't they have gone and gotten him last year? Yes. It's a little bit like the um the the dumb trade scenario thing for Jordan Love. Like, if they wanted Jordan Love, why wouldn't – they've learned nothing about Jordan Love this year. Right, nothing. it's not like he's played and he's shown anything different. No. Right. In fact, he didn't play. That so Packers right. game that I watched when he got pit when Rodgers got pulled, I forgot – Tim Boyd or whatever is the backup yes. quarterback. Like, yeah, yep. No, no Jordan Love. So, why would the Patriots suddenly say we want Jordan Love when we could have had him last year? We could have just stayed pat at 23. Was that what right. they picked? 20? Yep, and, 23. And we could have started the process. He'd have a year in the system – and now I'm going to, like, just that made no sense to me, logically. Made no sense at all to me, logically. And a little bit similar with Jameis Winston. It could have started the process last year. This bridge year, even, even if this were a bridge year, if you had any desire for him, why, you could have got him last year. Right. So I think it's more of an issue, not that, like, Winston's available or whatever, but that's two teams where they just might be sniffing around quarterback. Like, who knows? Maybe Sean Payton loves Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available. And you think, Oh, he's going to go back to new England. And then Sean Payton's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And sniffs in or whoever, you know, Frank yeah. Wright could say, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll go That's get kind of how I'm looking at the quarterback position for the Patriots. Like I could see a scenario where Bill is looking around the league saying, you know, he could swing a surprise trade with the team that we don't even see coming. But then after the fact, you're like, man, that, that made sense. Why didn't we think of that before? Right. I just hope he's planning. That'd be my request. Do you have a plan? Just have a Bill, plan. Because you didn't have one last year. You didn't have one last Bill, so right now, I know it's not done. I'm not saying write this with a Sharpie or in granite, engrave it. Nope. Just give me right now, give me five names in order that you think you might have a chance to go after this offseason. Like, I would like him to be able to answer that. And I don't, I mean, I hope he can. I, I, I just, like last year, I don't think he could. Uh, right? No, we were talking about Jared Stidham until June. Right. And we're not talking about Jared Stidham now, are we? Uh, no, nobody What is. are the chances Jared Stidham's the opening day starter next year? 5%. That's probably, that's probably he's, fair. He's going to be on the roster. Well, he'll. I think he's a lock to be on the roster come July and August. Yes. Not sure he's a lock to be on the roster come no. September. I would. I would agree. Uh, let's get to questions. We got, we got some hey, questions. Com compensatory picks. Oh, yes. Patriots have some. Uh, well, they're, <laughs> they're expected to have some. This isn't official. Because right. right. things change with the, the weird year or whatever. But they got a, a three for Brady, which yep. basically takes the place of the pick they lost because of the stupid videotyping thing. Not really, though. Because well, it'll be like 18 slots further along in the draft. Yes, but it replaces the third rounder. So you, you're going down. So it does hurt that you lost the pick yep. because of that. And, and it's not, I, I want my – I need to do my quick disclaimer. Yep. They're not actually third-round picks. The yes. third round ends with the 96th pick in the draft. These all come after the 96th pick in the draft. So for me, what comes after the third round? 
the fourth round. These are fourth round picks. Okay, go ahead. And then they get, uh, by your logic, two fifth round picks. <laughs> yes, after the fourth round, the end of the fourth round. Uh, which is good for the Patriots, and you can now trade these picks, which you couldn't a couple years ago. So right. it's just another thing to consider come the draft. Another three. Yeah, I mean, draft. in terms of the quarterback position, I think they're borderline irrelevant. I mean, I think if you're talking about trading, well, trading up to get a quarterback in the draft, I think they're irrelevant. Because I think mostly then you're talking about ones and twos and like yes. good picks. Yes. Now, I wouldn't say they're irrelevant for potential veteran quarterback trades. If you're trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, could it be a two? And then to win it, do you have to throw in one of these compensatory fourths? Yeah. Or, I mean, so they're, they're capital. Or this is a team that we've said a lot needs – Inside linebackers, outside linebackers, defensive linemen, uh, wide receivers, tight ends, ends. offensive linemen. So these are picks. These are picks that you could add in the top, whatever, 150 picks, talent. And so I don't don't poo-poo them at all. I mean, you shouldn't. So some of the questions are related to team building, so we'll get to those right here. Uh, First one, uh, we got, do you – think the signing of cam was just an experiment for bill and josh to learn how to work with a dual threat quarterback no i mean neither do i I thought that was kind of a strange question i mean i think they signed him because they thought i guess at that point he gave them the best chance to win had the best upside i mean we all expressed it you know he's used to he's a former mvp he can run he can throw he's used to winning with with limitations at tight end and wide receiver, blah, 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 blah. He might be a good fit. Oh, he, he has a personality. The, the spot of replacing Brady won't be too big for him. Like, there were reasons to talk yourself into Cam Newton, especially for $1.7 million or whatever the hell you were going to have to pay him. So, no, I don't think this was a – I mean, I, that guy's posing it as almost like a test drive. Like, yeah, I'd like to take uh, – you get that, uh, that red Accord in an automatic – yeah, the, the leather package, please, and taking it for a test drive. No, no, I think they thought he could help them win this year. Now, didn't work out, but it was what it was. Uh, another one, what realistically do we have to do to make us competitive next season? Ugh. Well, you know what? Go on, you got it. You know what? I don't know. Maybe I'm a little reactionary with that because, like, at first I go, Ugh, how long you got? But they were seven and nine. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You lost how many games by less than a, a touchdown. And let's just look at it even tangibly. So we said bad news that Brian Dable staying in Buffalo, right? Because the Bills will probably stay good. Josh Allen won't have a regression. But the Colts might be a team that they were a playoff team. The Colts are a team that could take a step back because they lost their quarterback. They lost their veteran leader. So that's one team ahead of you that might have a step back. So it only takes a couple of those. And if you get a marginally better, okay, now I'm the team that's winning 10 games and sneaking into the postseason, even though it took 11 this year. Um, isn't the simple answer quarterback? It starts there. But I think the simple answer is quarterback. The rest of it, I think Bill can scheme kind of, up, right. find a way. Like, the place. Yeah, like, because you won seven games this year. Like, I remember when people were pissy, by the way. We we're making projections. And, like, if you said, uh, you know – six, seven wins. And they were like, what about Belichick? And I remember literally saying, no, 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 no. I'm giving him credit. That's why I think they're going to win seven. Another coach, I might be predicting three. Well, yeah, because they got seven with the, a quarterback that was ranked. Did nothing. The, he was ranked like 
above 32 in some categories when there's only 32 teams. Well, Ryan, he did have 12 rushing touchdowns. That's true. Forgot about that. Which, they, those count the same as passing. See, they don't because I firmly believe all you did is take 12 rushing touchdowns from um, Sony uh, Michelle and Damian Harris. I, <laughs> they would have had those touchdowns. Yes. I, I um, but no, I think it's as simple as if you stabilize the quarterback position, if you get good play, solid play, representative play, I don't even know what the word, the adjective I want to use at the quarterback position, I think you'd have a chance. I think you'll – like, I'm no longer as qu- – well, I guess we got to wait for the Deshaun Watson thing to play out, but I'm no longer – like, you look at the Dolphins with Tua, meh. I don't know what Tua is. I don't know if you're going to be any better. I, I think – so I'm chasing the Bills, and if I stabilize my quarterback position, that could give me the edge on the Dolphins. Now I finish second in the East. Now I'm a wild-card team. I'm back in the hunt. So stabilize the quarterback position. That's the other question. Would you rather they stabilize the quarterback position, the word I just used, which I think the way I say it insinuates a veteran? Right, like it kind of. If you stay, I was going to say is an upgrade. So, would you rather do that, or would you rather forget forget the reality or how it happens? So stabilize it with say Garoppolo. Let's just throw a name out there. You stabilize, or would you rather swing for the fences and April thirtieth you find out Justin Fields is the quarterback of the Patriots, which may not stabilize it for twenty twenty one. It may make it you know. You may be looking for the Herbert type year where it's good, but you lose a lot of games. What would your preference be? That's a good question. I'd probably stick the stabilization. So the kind of the the instant gratification over maybe the long term. Yeah, because I like if we're talking are we talking any rookie or Justin Fields? Well, a rookie you're really excited about. Not not freaking, I don't know. Ian Book or somebody where you're like, eh, I mean, maybe he'll be good. No, I, I like somebody who kids would be like asking for a jersey. And I think that's like maybe Zach Wilson, maybe Justin Fields, maybe Trey Lance. All right, then, then I'm, I'm probably going that route. I think it's interesting. No, it's, it's a good, it's a good uh, question. A good, you can maybe have. Maybe we should bring it back in our written off day debate column. I like that. You can can make cases for both sides and just like, I just feel like with the rookie quarterback, you could potentially have a year that you had now, but you could also spin that to be a positive by, Oh, they got, they're learning like next year will be better. So it won't be like this year. If you add that guy, you could have less than seven wins and feel better about the season. Correct. Like if they, Um, I don't know, like if they had Stidham at quarterback this year and they went, I guess Sims is a bad example, but if they had a rookie at quarterback this year and they went seven and nine, you look at it like, oh, that's great. Like in his first year, he won seven games. Like he's going to be better next year. And especially, or even if he went like five and 11, but, you know, threw 25 touchdown passes, did throw four pick sixes, but you're like, he'll stop doing that. And all those came in September. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, that's where it was lacking this year. We've talked about it. That's where it was sort of that wasted season at the quarterback position. Yes. But but then also, I, I, but then if to the flip side of that to the same question then you're like you wasted two years. Well, you mean with the young guy? No, I'm saying like if they got another if they got a young guy for next year, then like well you wasted 2019 and 2020. Uh, 
Wait, what? What do you mean? If you get a young quarterback and you, you like, I know you're looking down the line with a young quarterback, but that'd be two years in a row where you're not like in contention. Yeah, but that's fine. You're investing. You're, 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 but I also think there's tears to this. Like people may have different views of Justin Fields or uh, Trey Lance. Like there's tears there, but there's also tears to the veteran that, you know, there's Garoppolo, there's Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's Matthew Stafford and how you view those guys would also sway, I think, which side of the, the question or the debate you would fall on. I personally, I personally think I would prefer the young gun. Like, I think that would be fun. Right. And I mean, in an ideal world, if you get that young gun, like Mayock, if, 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 I mean, um, McShay, if that comes with you sit pretty and you get your young quarterback, Justin Fields. And you don't give out any other capital. Anything else. So I'm yeah. still picking in the second round. I got my threes. I got my $60 million. Well, now I'm like, well, if I get the right young receiver and tight end and pair it all together, yeah, I might take a lump next year. But now I have like legitimate hope. Like, right. For not only just like one year down the line, but three, four, five, six years down the line. Yeah. And not, not hope of, oh, maybe I can get back to the playoffs or maybe I, like, no, 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 hope of I'm um, competing for a Super Bowl. Hope correct. that I put together a team. Correct. Yeah, I think I would lean towards the young gun route. I mean, you could also go the flip side to that too, is the young, like, what if Garoppolo is that guy? Because he's still semi-young. Like, you're looking, you know, it's not, oh, yeah. it's, it's not a stopgap for just two years. Like, No, he's, he's young enough. He could have 10 years of good play. And correct. the same would be kind of true for him in that if I only say I – well, I mean, I guess he could get released and you could sign him, but let's just say you trade for him. You're going to be trading, what, maybe maybe the two, maybe the three, maybe a future two. Right. So I still have the bulk of my other assets to get Kyle Pitts or get a playmaker. Where at it's the not like you're trading, you know, your one, your two, your three to move up to the top five to get Zach Wilson. And I would also say if it's Garoppolo, I feel the strongest – of the veterans that bill is like as certain as he can be that's the guy yes like he spent enough time with him enough like texting with him loving uh lol love you funny haha whatever peach emoji eggplant emoji that he sends that he would be pretty certain that's his guy and that's what i want from him because he couldn't have been certain what it was cam newton this feel if garoppolo returns as much as we mocked it when he left all those talk radio callers, yeah, Garoppolo's coming back. He'll be blah, blah, blah. At least I would feel like that's Bill's love. That's like his high school sweetheart who went to college and you thought it was over and then they got married. Uh, let's get to some of these other questions before we go. Uh, why are enough people talking about Kyle Trask? Well, I mean, I think there's a decent amount of people talking about Kyle Trask. Yeah, just he, not, he's just not a – he's just not the – I got number 15. Well, and forget about that. Maybe he is a guy at 15. He's also not a top 10 quarterback. Like, he's not a, a true talent. And we know the quarterbacks will drive the draft. And however many, whether it's five or six or something, go in the first round and what order and when, when the second tier and all that starts. But he's also, like, he's good, not great. I don't want to hold this against him, but we all know he didn't start in, in high school, which yeah. not a great sign, in my no. opinion. Um, isn't overly modern and athletic he's a pocket passer doesn't have what i would term a cannon i think he has a a fine arm but just an arm he has a lot of fines in his game 
Yes. Yes, he does. Um, which is bad. No. And he's also got a little bit, I think, of Mac Jones to him in that I think he had good tight ends and receivers to throw to. He made made good on them. Like, he made use of them. But I just – I don't see him as a special, like, guy, a guy that I'm confident saying he's a franchise quarterback. I'm not saying he can't play in the league. I'm just saying I don't see him as, yep, pin him up to the top of the board. He's our franchise quarterback. I don't, right. I don't see it. Uh, another one. Uh, since free agency starts before the draft, what positions do you think they will prioritize in free agency? What do you think they'll wait until the draft? How come you don't say people's names? Uh, to make Are you trying to pretend we have more fans than we do and you don't want it to seem repetitive? None of these have been repetitive. I just wanted to quicken the process. Okay. Just, you know, sometimes people like to hear their name on the radio or like on the podcast or. I'll do that next time could acknowledge these are our people i already, oh i already realized i missed uh talking about something that i told a guy we were talking about that outline.com thing oh okay well, I'll, i might as well address it it didn't work for that guy which i it only works for certain websites like it worked for the washington it works for the washington post it works for the houston chronicle but it doesn't work for the globe so okay. it kind of depends on what the sites but another trick that i have is uh for the globe especially because you only got five, you know, free clicks a right. month. If you clear your, if you go to your like web browser, and uh, you clear your cookies for like those sites, it works. So you go to you clear your cookies for all the BostonGlobe.coms, and then you refresh the story, and it works. Can you just do the incognito window? Uh, some websites don't have caught on to that and don't allow that to happen. Those bastards. Like the Globe's one of them. You, they don't let you read stories incognito. Those bastards. Yeah, so just, just passing that along. I got a question on that. Just wanted to make sure we take care of our listeners. Keep listening. Ben Bolin. All problems at the Globe, please uh, tweet at Ben Bolin, whatever his handle is on Twitter. Blame him. Give him a hard time. Back to that question. I Sorry, I digressed. Um, positions in free agency. Is there one that you think like needs to be addressed in free agency and you can't wait till the draft? I have one. Okay, you go first then. Tight end. But why? Because you already have two young tight ends. I'm not saying you, you can't address it in the draft, but like you need a, a, a guy at tight end that you know is what he is. So who are you going after? Hunter Henry. Too expensive. Maybe it's not, what if Bill really, really likes him? Then I think it's a waste. I think Hunter Henry's overrated. I do too. But I don't think Hunter Henry is in the Rob Gronkowski, no. Travis Kelsey world. But he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a name, and he's a guy that Bill clearly likes. Yeah, but I think you're going to end up paying him Boku money. I think yeah. I can get better tight end in the draft for longer-term success. Like, I don't even think you have to necessarily get Kyle Pitts in the draft. Like, I've just never been a huge Hunter Henry guy. Even coming out of college, I thought he was good, not great. I remember at the time I said Austin Hooper was just as good. You could draft Austin Hooper and get the same kind of talent for much better value. I don't know if he's just as good, but Austin Hooper's a pretty good tight end. Like, you can get those guys. Like, they've been hesitant to take tight ends. How'd Komet do this year? Nothing. No? Because, um, and I know tight end's a transition position. Like, I want to make sure that Cole Komet didn't. I don't think he did anything. I don't remember seeing much from him either. Um, like, I saw Troutman 20, catch 28 catches, 243 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's a rookie tight end. That's a rookie tight end right there. Um, I, I just, 
I would rather go the draft route at tight end. I think I'd be more inclined to go with a free agent receiver, target a free agent receiver. And I don't know if that's the, the top end, like an Allen Robinson type. I, I wouldn't hate it. I don't know how much money it would take. I wouldn't hate it. You talked Henry would cost a lot of money. You think Allen Robinson's going to come in at, at a you know, good price? No, I don't. Right. Nope, I don't. So, first of all, are we expecting them to go big, to splash? Yes. To like, no, and I don't – because you can splash with like – they could sign five guys that are like top five free agents, not necessarily sign Allen Robinson or Hunter Henry. Like, you can get the – third or fourth best tight like i know a lot of people are in on um the freaking tennessee tight end Cor- why am i drawing a blank tight end oh um yeah i know you're talking about not johnu smith yes like if you sign johnu smith and then you go out and get i don't know like curtis samuel is a what third or fourth best receiver available yeah. like that's a splash to me, even though it's not Hunter Henry, the best guy at the position, right. or Allen Robinson, the right. best guy at the position. Juju Smith, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, Juju. or Like, there's enough receivers out there. Now, maybe they all end up getting paid. Maybe they all end up getting $100 million type deals, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's expensive. Because I don't think I would give any of those top-of-the-market type wide receiver contracts. I'd give – you got to pay. I think you need to have – you're probably going to have to pay a receiver – what, 15 million a year? 12 to 15 million a like year? You're making whatever receiver that is, you're making him the highest paid receiver Belichick's ever got? Yes. Yeah. But that's yes. also just the price of getting a good receiver right now. Right. And then at least now I say, okay, I got that guy and I have Jacoby Myers and I hope I have Julian Edelman. Suddenly I'm putting together a wide receiver depth chart, right? right. right. And who knows whether Marquise Lee blends in there coming yeah. back from COVID or whatever. So I think I'd be more inclined to spend higher end money on a wide receiver. Uh, the, other, the other questions were repetitive, and then we, all, we already talked about the offensive coordinator situation. So we got these questions. We'll keep these coming. Uh, yeah. We like, we like the questions. I'll, I'll read off the names next time. Um, yeah, I mean, at least give people the courtesy of <laughs> – Sorry. I, I apologize in advance. Anything else you want to get to? It's a long podcast, but a good podcast. Uh, no, I think we hit on a lot of things. I'm looking forward to a good weekend of title game action. Uh, as we said earlier, hopefully good games with hopefully some star breakout performances. And do you, do you want Sue, uh, Brady to go to the Super Bowl or no? No. Why? Uh, it's a personal thing. I don't want to be writing about Tom Brady for two more weeks. <laughs> you might be writing about him either way. I don't know if you've noticed our website is pretty Brady centric most of the year now, um, whether he's on the Patriots or not. I don't really want him to, but it's more cause I don't know. At some point I've kind of embraced this thing that I'm kind of a Brady hater, I guess. <laughs> like yep. he kind of rubs me. The, I think my wife has influenced me. My wife heavily roots against Tom Brady heavily roots. It like yells at the TV rooting against Tom Brady. And I think she's, impacted the way I feel because I never loved him like you were never like all in on him so now this extra push is like all right I'm just well, out I was all in on him early in his career and I've always been all in, in on him on the field like I think he's good has he rubbed me the wrong way off the field for three to four years yes and I just think that's kind of worn down on me even little things like 
you, did you see Jerry Thornton wrote the blog entry about how Brady voiced their like hype video or whatever. And like little things that quite frankly, he didn't do down the home stretch in New England or didn't do for actually a number of years in New England. That, the little things like just treating people within the organization with respect. Yeah, you're right. I'm rooting against Brady, which is weird. He's making me root for Aaron Rodgers. I don't love him either. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like Patriots fans are kind of torn. Like if, if you're not rooting for Brady, then you're rooting for Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. like, I, I, I'm rooting for the AFC to win the Super Bowl. I'd rather see either AFC quarterback win the Super Bowl. I would too. Because I, I think the Bills would be a good story. I just, in terms of like a good game, I don't know if the Bills would give whoever they play a good game. They might not, but that would make it a better story. That would make it more fun. I would enjoy rooting for Josh Allen and the Bills and Brian Dable. And, like, yeah. that's a team I could definitely root for against the big, bad Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Right. right. But right. I would also be rooting – I don't have anything against the Chiefs. I mean, I, I know a lot of Patriots fans, they're, they're defensive, but because Mahomes has been anointed too much too yeah, soon. And, like, or, they don't like Kelsey just because – because people compare him to Gronk, which is funny now, because can they like Kelsey now? Because Gronk's now longer. He's in, like, the doghouse. Right. Like, I mean, even Tyreek Hill, A, a little bit of a weirdness was thrown into that whole the, – remember the the, the 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 when she recorded him and that whole conversation? I still think there's a lot of layers to that. Yes. Like, it was an easy on – early on, it was easy to just say he punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. I'm not sure it's as black and white as that. I, I, I really have some que- – but forget about that. He's fun to watch. He's just fun to watch. Like, the way he plays football is enjoyable to watch. If you can forget about the baggage and separate the, the art from the artist, as they, they say. So, yeah, I'm rooting for the AFC champion to win the Super Bowl, whoever it is. That's my guy. All right. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. We'll uh, be back next week. Uh, if you have any questions during the week, send it to the Off Day Pod Twitter account. Make sure we'll get to them in advance. And we'll be asking for questions ahead of time. But if you have something that comes to mind, throw it out there. And we may be starting, it sounds like, our Off Day debates written with polls and everything again yep. soon. So, yep. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming. No off season for us. Nope. No off days. Snowing out, by the way, outside it's my window. Not, yeah. not up here yet. Bruce Arians would say, ah, no, 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 we're ready. Ah. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out.